Hello and welcome to the First Day in Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, I keep telling you, you want the interviews? We got them for you. I'm here with two-time Division Three All-American, Kyle Gallagher. Kyle, obviously you played at Marietta. Standout career here with the Pioneers. Can you tell us just a little bit about not only your high school, you know, up in the Cleveland area, but how do you get to Marietta from the Cleveland area? So coming from... Uh, West Yaga is where I went to high school. I didn't really have a lot of offers and whatnot. I wasn't a big, like, star-rated guy and whatnot. And as far as recruiting went, I kind of had to do a lot of that on my own and whatnot because, like, our coaches wouldn't really put our tape out there and stuff. So me and my parents kind of had to send our stuff out. And I had, you know, the biggest school that I probably had offer me was uh, Akron University. Went on a game day visit, and uh, they offered me a preferred walk-on, but... And then I had OAC schools, and, like, what led me to Marietta was, like, obviously the facilities and stuff I liked a lot, but they really emphasized to me that I could come in and, like, make an impact early on, and I could, like, play as a freshman. So that's kind of what led me to choose Marietta. They were really the only school that were telling me, hey, you could come in as a freshman and you could play. And that's really all I cared about coming out of high school was, you know, I wanted to play, get some film, because my dreams are to continue to play football after college. So my big thing was getting the film and being there, be able, being able to play really. You know, and you touched on it. You know, Akron. You know, people are thinking, well, if it was a preferred walk-on, D three doesn't offer scholarships. But playing, some some people just want to play the game of football. You obviously played it, and you played it at a high level, two-time All-American. You know, you got to Marietta, and you instantly you did make that impact. I mean, you know. A little bit of a D-end at first, transitioning into the D-tackle. Can you speak a little bit about what is the difference? You know, people are thinking it's a D-line. You're doing the same thing, gap integrity, you know, rushing the passer, but it's not. It, what? Can you speak a little bit to the difference and what led to that transition for you? You know, I just feel like the difference between D-end and uh, D-tackle, a lot of it's like scheme-wise, so like whether what the play is and whatnot, but as you said, gap integrity is huge. When you're an end, you have to keep the outside contained and whatnot. And I feel what they felt like putting me at D-tackle would be better was like when you're at the D-tackle, you kind of have a two-way go. You could go into that B-gap or the A-gap, whereas when you're in the end, you got to stay outside. And a lot of the times when I was an end, I would go inside, and you can't do that as an end. So I was able to work more inside moves and whatnot during pass rushes and stuff, and I put on more uh, weight and stuff, so I got a little bigger. So I feel that also played into me going down to the tackle spot. And I think it played out pretty well. <laughs> I think it played out all right as well. You know, you, like I said, two-time All-American. Well, we kind of want to be All-Americans every once in a while. So definitely worked out all right for you. You know, you looking at you and your playing style specifically, watching your film, you, you're you a monster. You just you hit people. I mean, it is pure power coming when you fly, fly off the ball. Can you talk a little bit about specifically – how do you work on, you know, power pass rush is big for you, but also hands. You know, watching you play, you, very good pad level, very good hand placement. Can you talk specifically the work you put in to get yourself in that position and the work you continue to do to continue to elevate your game? Yeah, in the pass rush, I feel a lot of it. Being on the inside, it's a lot quicker, so you got to, like, have really fast hands. And I honestly, I feel a lot of that I can attribute to wrestling back in high school. Um. In a way, it just, like, teaches you how to move right and, like, being able to catch hands and 
your quickness obviously helps a lot, but along with power, you, just being able to like combine all of them and knowing when to use certain moves and stuff, I feel it all plays into your game and like knowing what you can do and can't do. But I also feel a lot of it's the weight room. I definitely hit the weight room like all the time. And uh, being strong on the inside, you have to be because you're getting a lot of double teams on run plays and you got to be able to hold your gap in there when they're running and whatnot. But I just feel like me personally, like when I was pass rushing, I felt like my quickness off the ball, my hand placement was always really good. I was quick. I could go inside. I could go out. So I just feel a lot of it attributed to obviously practicing, but also I feel a lot of the weight room stuff helped a lot too. You know, and like I said, watching your film, power rush, good hand placement. And that was noticed by more folks than just myself and the All-American voters. This past year, you got invited to play in a postseason bowl, kind of an all-star bowl for prospects, the podium bowl. Can you speak on, A, just what an honor that was for you, what that what that felt like getting that opportunity, but B, the talent level you got to play with and what the opportunity as a whole was like? Yeah, the podium bowl was just an awesome experience. It was down in Miami, Florida, so it was just gorgeous down there. The morning we left Cleveland, it was like 16 degrees, and then we get down there, it's like 75 and sunny. But uh, the experience itself was awesome. We got down there. We had a uh, – the first day was like a combine type of day, so we went through all of our testing and stuff, the 40s and all that. And uh, then the next day was a practice. We had our practice and then the game itself. The game was sweet. I played uh, into the second quarter and then like halfway through I obviously had my injury, which sucked. But, I mean, obviously the game didn't go how I wanted, but I felt I was just getting into a groove and – uh, I was just making plays, and then I got hurt. But but the um, there was a lot of, like, talented guys there. It was D1 guys. I, one of the dudes on my team was from Georgia Tech. So there was a lot of good talent there. And there was scouts and stuff, so it was not ideal that I got hurt. But, I mean, just the talent itself out there was just great to compete against. I felt I was doing good against them. So, like, being able to measure myself up against these other D1, D2 guys playing against them, it was just an awesome experience. You know, and that injury, obviously, like you said, it's just unfortunate, the torn Achilles, but bounce back. You know, just watching your game, it's all about the bounce back. It's all about the next play. You know, you you watching you, you don't take plays off, and you don't take – you don't you don't sulk. You're always ready to go. So I know this injury is just – it's a bounce back opportunity. You talked about, though, getting to be in front of scouts. Can you talk about what that experience is like, you know, knowing they're here to see me and this is my audition? And, you know, can you just touch on that for us? Being in front of the scouts, it was like, I guess, the biggest interview, biggest job interview, really, because, you know, you're going out there and you know that they're here looking for good talent. So, you know, you have to show out in front of them. And just being like, just like I said, knowing my goals, I want to continue playing. Uh, I knew I had to go out there and just be at my absolute best at all times. It was just an awesome experience being out there competing in front of scouts, knowing that they're there watching you. I know there was guys from uh, the Broncos. I believe uh, some Colts guys were there. There was a lot of uh, Arena League guys, and I believe there was another XFL guy. So just being out there in front of them was an awesome experience. And so you touched on the injury, obviously. It's going to keep you down for a little bit, but the goal is still to continue to play. The goal is, you know, to continue this career. Can you speak specifically what you're doing to stay ready for that opportunity, obviously rehabbing the injury, but what are some of the next steps that you are taking so that way when that call does come, you're ready to answer it? Well, right now I'm limited to uh, 
just upper body type lifts and stuff. So I've mainly been in the weight rooms just doing like upper body workouts. Uh, this week coming up, I go back to my surgeon and hopefully he tells me I could start walking on it and get off the crutches a little bit. And then also getting into rehab and stuff, hopefully I could get into there. Because I know I haven't started any of that. I'm only just under two months out of surgery. So I'm just taking it a day at a time, trying to get better, back to where I need to be. But I am still staying in the weight room. And once I can start walking and rehabbing, I'm going to hit that hard for sure. You know, and I want to talk specifically about your college career too. Obviously, you play here at Marietta. We've talked a lot about and we've covered extensively on this show, D3 life. You know, and just D3 talent in general. And, you know, folks, a lot of us haven't been to a D3 football game. A lot of us don't have the pleasure of getting to see D3 football. Can you speak specifically to what is D3 football life in your opinion? Well, personally, I love D3, the football life. I mean, being in the smaller school, uh, I feel a lot of the people on campus, like, know who you are. But, like, um, especially on the field and, like, during game day atmosphere, especially here at Don Drum, I felt like there was some games where it was, like, packed and the energy was awesome. And even, like, at away games sometimes, the place was just packed. I, I mean, it was just great to be here. Um, the energy was always good. But I feel at the end of the day, it is football. You're out there playing football, the game you love. And when you love the game you love, it's just second nature, really. And that's, you know, that's the big thing. D3, it's the love of the game at that point. But there's some there's some legit talent here. Obviously, yourself, two-time All-American. You got the chance to go up against some legit talent, you know, Playing in the OAC, we've talked about it a lot. It's arguably the best conference in D3 football. Can you talk about what the transition was from high school to college, whether it was speed, strength? Can you touch on that a little bit? I feel the transition was huge in comparison to high school to college. I feel a lot of it came in the way of being in the weight room a lot more. Uh, they definitely emphasize a lot more strength training, but also like Coming from the D-line perspective, when I was D-end at high school, we didn't really work a lot of, like, pass rushing, uh, like, basics, I guess. And we didn't really work moves. You were just kind of taught to stay in your gap and eat the gap. But, like, and that's the one, like, one of the first things I noticed in college was how they emphasized different pass rush moves, staying, like, in your pass lanes and stuff. So I feel there was levels in the difference between high school and college. And it was just great to learn all that different stuff and – evolve my game even more you know and I want to talk a little bit about the levels to the college game and kind of touch specifically on your time here at Marietta obviously you guys have enjoyed some success you know 2021 the spring season you guys you know I talked to Bryce Bryce Agnew you guys is running back and he talked about you guys learned how to compete a lot and we're in a lot of games can you touch on what it was like being a part of this program those past few years and kind of what this program not only meant to you, but what this program's doing as a whole. So before my freshman year, they weren't really like a good team. They kind of were like two and eight or something along those lines. And then freshman year, we had one of the best years we had. I think we were six and four. And we just kept taking like big strides to improving. And then my sophomore year, not only for the team, I think myself was like a big coming out year because we were seven and three that year. But including myself and my play, it was Heidelberg week. I, th I feel that's kind of when I introduced myself to the OAC. I went off that game and then got uh, an OAC player of the week or whatever it was. And then, yeah, we just kept improving. I feel like, like Bryce touched on, we did really compete a lot over the off seasons and stuff. And we kept bringing in coaches that helped us improve. 
Um, we brought Zach Feltrop in, our defensive coordinator now. You know, he did a lot of great things for the defense especially. I feel we just kept getting better on the defensive side. Um, the scheme-wise, the, the plays we ran, it was all very good for us, and we were able to do a lot of great things. We had a couple – we had a shutout my junior year when he first came in, which was, like, the first time we had a shutout in, like, over 10 years or something like that. And we just, like – kept holding opponents to less and less points and it was just great to be a part of that defense and we kept evolving and even now I feel like they're still taking big strides into being a better football program than what they were last year. You know and now that you are you obviously your time here at Marietta has come to an end as far as playing but the playing career is not over so you got to watch a lot of film of these guys you, you got to study a lot of guys to learn from is there anyone that you personally like to study from and if you have multiple guys what is the stuff that you like to pull from these players that you watch and study yeah my biggest guy that I watch is definitely Aaron Donald hands down um, just the way that he plays D tackle I feel I kind of play that way in, in a way he's like he's kind of undersized for that position when it comes to the league but he's still a ginormous dude but uh you know he really uses his hands and his quickness a lot to his advantage in the pass rush and I definitely try to take uh things from his game and try to implement them into mine like he does this like jumping chop swim move type of thing and like I try to do that too but Aaron Donald I feel like Fletcher Cox uh some of the things he does I watch I mean he's just a, a tank in the interior but uh I feel a lot of the a lot of the things I try to do, I try to take after Aaron Donald because, like, I feel I see myself in him a little. I'm a little undersized for the D-tackle spot. So I just try to mimic him in a lot of ways. You know, when you talked about being a little bit undersized at the D-tackle. We've seen, though, smaller guys play. You know, you look at a guy in Seattle, Puna Ford. He's five foot ten. I mean, that's not a big D-tackle, but he is in the NFL and he is playing it at a high level because – as an undersized player, pad level is still a huge winning opportunity. Can you talk about the things that maybe you bring to the table that the average D-tackle doesn't bring? What what are some traits and some intangibles and abilities that you bring to the table that we as a fan and as teams need to recognize? I feel I bring a relentless energy out on the field. I feel like I'm nonstop. I'm always flying around to the ball. Um, I'm not taking plays off. I'm always going full speed. I feel like you said my pad level is always very good. I have very fast hands, quick feet when it comes to being able to operate in very fast paced situations like that. I just feel like I'm a team guy. I'm a big leader. I feel like I lead by example. But as far as my play, I feel I'm very fast as my spot. And uh, I just feel I use my hands really well as well. You know, when you talk about that speed, obviously being a little bit undersized, there may be some transition at the next level, whether it be, you know, pulling off the line a little bit interior, maybe being a drop end or switching into an inside or outside linebacker, being a pass rusher. Is that something, A, that you've prepared for for the potential? B, is it something you're willing? And C, do you feel that you have the speed and ability to do that type of game at the next level, or do you want to stay on the line more? I definitely think I could transition. I feel I'm, I could be very versatile. I started out as a DN. I played DN throughout uh, high school, so I know the DN spot very well. And as far as linebacker, I, I could definitely drop back and play linebacker if I ha would have to for a team. I feel I could pick different schemes up very well. Um, I could learn very fast. I'm a very fast learner when it comes to that kind of stuff. And if I'm 
I mean, I, I would like to play D-line. I feel that's kind of where I'm naturally at, but I always did want to play at linebacker throughout high school, and I remember one time I played linebacker. It was just in a little JV game or whatever, but I remember it was really fun flying around from the linebacker spot. But uh, I'd definitely be willing to transfer to a linebacker for sure. I think we all would love to be a linebacker every once in a while, just not having somebody immediately yeah, hitting right. us and just a little more free and being able to read the defense a little better. And that's something I want to touch on as well. We know you're powerful. We know you're quick. But there's also a mental game that's involved with playing football. And could you touch on a little bit of that mental aspect of the not only play recognition, and what? how do you separate yourself there by being able to diagnose plays mentally as well? I mean, I feel a lot of it's obviously uh, film studying. When it comes to certain teams, you have to watch film. Uh, but, I mean, mentally, I'm, I feel I'm very strong-minded. And, like, I've, I can pick up when guys are, like, getting tired in a way. So I feel like that's when I put on the gas a little more because you know you're breaking their will. But uh, I just feel a lot of it's film work. You study different old linemen and uh, you watch how they move. You watch their f- footwork. You watch their hands. You see, like, different type of keys you could look for on, like, if they're pulling or whatnot, if they're leaning back a little, they're pulling. Or if they're, like, if they got their hand in the dirt that they're coming off harder and stuff like that. So I feel a lot of it attributes to film watch. And I want to transition, you know, we know you're looking to play at the le- next level. We know you got to play at the college level. But at one point, you were a high schooler. You know, you were in the shoes of, I've got some offers. What do I do? I want to transition to giving some advice now, you know. I want to start with the kid coming out of high school who he has the offers. He's got the D3 offer. Maybe has the walk-on like you had in your case. What do you tell him when it comes to making a decision as far as where he's going to spend the next four years? I feel you have to follow, like, what you think is best for yourself. Like, you're always going to have, like, outside forces and people trying to pull you whatever way, but you got to stick tr- stay true to yourself and, like, Whatever you your gut is telling you, I, I'd say follow your gut because regardless, you could you can take the walk on at Akron and you could say, oh, I'm at a D1 school and whatnot, but then you could maybe never play, and and you could just be another jersey. But uh, or you could take the D3 route and you know you could make the most of it and come out on like pretty good spot. You could make your mark and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I would tell the younger kids. You know, follow your heart, man. Uh, do what you think is best for yourself and don't let other people tell you what you should do. And I want to have you touch a little bit on, obviously, your position specifically, the D-line. If you're talking to a young D-lineman, a high schooler, you know, what are some tips you could give them on things they could work on to help take their game to the next level? And what are some tips you could give them to maybe work on off of the football field, whether it be in the weight room or film study as well? Well, for sure, I think weight room is huge. I feel like that's kind of where a lot of this starts is in the weight room, especially being on the D-line. You're you're hitting somebody every single play of the game. So you got to be able to stay in there. You got to be physically strong along with mentally strong. But I, I'd also take the time to, like, teach some high school kids, like, the basics and fundamentals of pass rushing because I feel that's where at the high school level it's not really taught much in depth. I feel it's more just along the lines of, like, lining up, staying your gap and whatnot. So I feel like pass rushing, I feel I would definitely give pointers and tips on how to have a better pass rush. Um, But definitely in the weight room, hit the weights hard. I mean, obviously you want to have the correct form and stuff. You see guys squatting and deadlifting with bad form. That's how they hurt their backs and stuff. 
So I feel it would definitely start in the weight room, but I'd also help them out, out on the pass rushing stuff. And you talk about pass rush and pass rush technique, and there's so many moves, spin move, swim move. We've seen guys like a Dwight Freeney, longtime Indianapolis Colt. He made his money off of spin moves. Can, and you talk about teaching high schoolers kind of the technique of pass rush. Can you hit on that a little bit? If you're a young pass rusher, maybe instead of trying to find five, six, seven moves, you master one or two. Can you talk about the specifics that go into that pass rushing technique? I feel a lot of it's repetition. You have to, like you said, you definitely want to have your go-to move in big situations in the game. It's like a third and long, and you got to get to the quarterback, so you definitely have to work and have your one move that you're going to hit. So when it comes to that, I feel you definitely have to have repetition and do it a lot and obviously master it so that you can hit in these big moments. But um, I would just say, like, definitely doing it over and over again, just having your one move, but having the option to hit a number of moves throughout the game because you don't want to have one move in your arsenal and have nothing else to hit. you got to have a number of moves or else guys will get stuck there. You know what, I want to, you know, I've got just a couple more questions for you. Again, we thank you for coming on, but you specifically, like we said, you're going to play at the next level. That is the goal. What should people know about Kyle Gallagher, the player, so that way when we see you at that next level, we know that's what he brings to the table. Like I previously said, I, I'm definitely a relentless player. I'm nonstop all game. I'm coming at you 100% every single play. I'm not taking plays off. Uh, I definitely am a leader. I can co go onto a team and become a leader, lead by example. I can bring guys along with me. Uh, I'm definitely always trying to push my teammates to be better. Um, I'm a great pass rusher. I can definitely hang in there and stop runs. I can stuff some gaps when needed. And uh, yeah, like I said, I could definitely come in and make a difference to a team. Last question for you. We end it every interview with this question, whether it's to your high school self or another high schooler. If you could give them any advice for not only their football career, but life after football, what do you tell that high schooler? Man, I would say do what you did because you're getting where you got to go. Um, do the same thing. I mean, I wouldn't really change much on what I did. I feel what I've done has set myself up for success in life and in football. I feel I've done all the things I need to do. Um, now I just need to keep working and get back right, heal this injury up, uh, get back out onto the field, start working again, and hopefully this time next year I'm somewhere playing. And that's what we hope. I mean, like I said, watching your tape, it's definitely there. It's all there. Heal up, get better. You're going to be right back out on the field. Folks, that's Kyle Gallagher, two-time D3 All-American, former professional football player somewhere. Kyle, we thank you for coming on the show. And that's all we got for you guys today. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. But until next time, we'll see you later.